Welcome, you're listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams here with my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us and taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new, we release a new episode every Wednesday. You can download that on your favorite podcast platform. And all get the good this, ones. All the good ones. All the good ones. All the, I'm going to say that every week. Uh, all the good ones. Just like the one you're listening to right now. It's a good one. Uh, get that delivered every Wednesday morning. Also, share this with a friend on Facebook, uh, YouTube, Instagram, and please rate and review on Apple Podcast a few extra minutes. We'll absolutely get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you. Actually, I just looked the other day and there's a lot more people that have rated this five stars lately. Oh, And great. it's really cool. So thank you so much for doing that. Visit leadinghope.online, get updates, find out more about the Leading Hope community. Brand new series today, Kevin. <laughs> You've called this, you guys ready? <laughs> Better after you're gone. Wow. <laughs> All there's, right, so here's there's so much there. I got to give the episode. All or do you right, want to give ahead. that? Yeah, no, no, go ahead. All right, episode one eight eight. Do you want to be the golden age? So I want to explain the series title. There first. we go. Okay, so here's my here's my little write up of it. So we're on the same page. Most people lead in a way that shows the belief that they they want their era of leadership to be the golden age for that organization. But that isn't the mark of great leadership. It's the mark of capable but ego-filled leadership Yikes. that only takes the short term in mind. The mark of great leadership is that the organization is able to be better after you're gone, not better because you're gone. Let me set that in there for a go. second, okay? What we're after is that it continue to be better after you're gone not thrilled that you left <laughs> very very different uh, scenarios do you want to be the golden age <laughs> so to continue to grow and develop even after you're gone so how do you lead now so that it will be better still after you're gone and this is just kind of i want to have just like a free-ranging discussion yeah. on this for just yeah. a minute yeah because what i hear is that i i continuously hear people talk about uh, and I hear it most in churches. Yeah. But like the idea of now that I'm gone, now yep. that I've left, that place has really gone downhill. Or they'll talk about it even from a standard of as it continues to grow, they'll be like, yeah, but it wasn't the same as when I was there. When I was there, it was better. So like, you're talking from the perspective of the person who was at someone and then they left. Yeah. I Got hear it. people who have left churches yep and i'm sure it's true of organizations as a whole oh okay? for sure but people who have left churches speak about their tenure as if it was the high point of the organization right and i, I want to add in there speak delusionally as if their tenure was the high point that like statistically and all other metrics would go no you were actually the low point like you were the valley <laughs> yeah but they talk about it in such a way that as soon as they're gone man, that place is just really gone downhill. And in a sense at times, and I know they wouldn't really admit this, taking delight in the fact that it's not as good as it once was, as if that is their badge of credibility, the fact that it's gone downhill. Which, and I'm sure you're gonna get into, is the hilarity of that statement. Yes, yes, right. We're getting there. Okay. And if I could say like, I take, uh, I, I think I can say this in an okay way that it's not like a negative, like I take great pride in the fact that I have pastored 
two churches before Highland Park, and both of them have continued to grow and expand. The cultures are different. Crosspoint more than Be Hope because I haven't been there for, oh my gosh, eight seven, years. eight years. Eight, yeah. Then Be Hope, I haven't been there for a year, almost a year and a half, not quite a year and a half. But like, so like while the cultures have changed more significantly, the reality is, is both churches have continued to grow. Yeah. Um, I had a question from someone at the church we planted Cross Point in Maysville, Kentucky. And they're like, hey, we had so-and-so for, we had like a thousand and something for Easter. And someone was saying that's our highest attendance ever. But didn't we, while you were here, have like 1,500? I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. Nowhere close. Right. Like you guys have crushed it. Right. This is amazing. Yeah. And I just thought in the moment, like, man, if if it was about me, I could have fit into that false oh, narrative yeah. of like, I know that would have been like a blatant lie. Oh, and that's yeah. all that's terrible for me to even say right here. Oh yeah. But to say, like, I am thrilled with the fact yes. that the organizations have continued to make a greater impact after both churches have grown numerically, improved financially after I've left. Yep. And I don't want it to do that because I'm gone. And part of that is they, I have great leaders who have followed me. Absolutely. Part of that is there are great teams in place, but I want to add in like, there's also a really small part that I wanted that to happen. Right. And I led in such a way so that that actually would happen. Right. Uh, I have the privilege of following someone who I consider a great leader here at Highland Park. And I believe he set me up for success. Right. That his tenure would not be the best tenure. Shout out to Brett Rickey. Yep. That his tenure would not be the best era of this church, but that it would continue to improve and expand its influence and impact. Yep. And so I just look at it and go, man, why do people want that? And how do you build it in such a way that it can be better even after you're gone and that you weren't the golden age during that time? Yeah. I think the even better question too is like, how do we get people not to think like that? That's where we're going today. Perfect. Oh, ah, this is beautiful. There we go. I want to share one thing. Uh, I love this level of honesty. So uh, uh, please don't log off. Can I just say that first off? Please don't delete us. Don't, don't. So I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Hang on, oh, wait a second. No, 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 no. I am not. I am on. not. I hate it. <laughs> In my defense, my entire extended family is from Pittsburgh, so it's something that I inherited. Yeah. Okay, if that at least gives me a little credibility. That's the only credibility I give you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, but Ben Roethlisberger was doing a podcast, <laughs> retired Steelers quarterback, if you're unfamiliar with the football world. Hall of Famer? Oh, yeah, Surefire Hall okay, of Famer. But that's, just, uh, just making sure. So, and he was saying that, uh, so he admitted this, okay, this blew me away during the offseason, that when the Steelers drafted his successor, Kenny Pickett, and Kenny Pickett started playing his rookie year, that he said, I actually realized that I didn't want Kenny Pickett to do well. Oh, wow. And as that? the season grew on, I found myself rooting for him. But I can say that initially, I kind of wanted him to fail. And I just think that level, we're not going to go into all the other stuff and characterization. Let me just say it in terms of leadership. For leaders to be to admit that there might be a tendency to want your era of leadership to be the golden age is a massive step. Yeah. And I want to give some reasons as to why. Okay. So here's the question is, do you want to be the golden age? 
And so let's admit that first off. Let's say, hey, I actually want this thing to burn after I go. <laughs> I want it to fail and plummet. And here's some reasons you may look at that initially and go, no, I would never want that. But you might. <laughs> and here's some reasons why. Okay. Four reasons why you actually might want to be working, why you might be working to be the golden age. First one, you like the attention of being the leader. And if they fail or struggle, the attention stays on you. <laughs> if the organization doesn't do well after you're gone, you know people will still be talking about how good you were as a leader and how successful you were as a leader and how great you were. And the reality is, is a lot of leaders, they like that attention. They like the spotlight, especially, and this is where I see it so much, especially people who don't move from one position to another position, but who move from a significant position to retirement. They struggle with the lack of attention they struggle with the lack of the spotlight on them. And they all go, no, 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 I didn't want the spotlight. But do you? <laughs> like, do you? Because if you can confess that, then now you're actually in a position where it's no longer working against you. But if you continuously deny that, it's the thing that might actually be shaping your motivations. I always say this, like when we're in difficult conversations, sometimes I'll say like, hey, I need to say this for me, not for you. Yeah. And this may hurt, but I need to say it for me so it can't work against me. Uh, we have a staff member who has significant influence. Yeah. And I had to tell him one day to say, hey, I just want you to know that I am, and I need to say this for my benefit. I am going to continue to flow to allow, throw more influence your direction because I believe you're helping us, but you're actually going to be in a spot where you could massively hurt us if you use that influence against me and against the church as a whole. Right. And like their response was, oh, I would never, I would do that. I said, I know, I just need to say that for me. So that way it's no longer shaping my motivations in any way, yeah. trying to defend that. It's good. So you, you might like the attention of being the leader. And if they fail or struggle, the attention stays on you. Um, like that idea number two as to why you might be doing this is existing members complaining keeps you connected to the community. This is like really, really hard in churches because church is an organization and a community as well. And when someone leaves a job, they also leave the community that they love. Yep. We feel this. Yep. <laughs> I want you to know that like, because people go, well, my pastor left and my online pastor and whatever else your role is that I never give you a title for. <laughs> <laughs> Different podcast episode on those yep. things. All the things you do. Yeah. That propels forward and people are like, well, these people left. Yeah, but also all these people are like, these are our closest friends. Yeah. And when you leave the job, you also leave the community and that hurts. Yep. Like I understand it hurts for the people who were left. It also hurts for the people who were leaving. Yep. And you like that connection back. Okay. You like those touch points back with the community that you absolutely love. And when existing members complain, it keeps you connected to the community. Yep. Uh, you counteract the idea of being out of sight, out of mind by becoming the sounding board for everyone who doesn't like what's happening. <laughs> and just to acknowledge, that might be there. Third reason why you actually might want your era, era of leadership to be the golden age, uh, you feel like their failure enhances your credibility. 
the idea that they just couldn't cut it at that level. They couldn't handle the responsibility, the workload, because they struggled. Now everyone is aware of how fantastic of a leader I was instead of the reality, which is you built the system entirely upon you and not principles and values, but that's a future episode in this series. But you've got this vague notion that if they struggle, it means I'm clearly a better leader than they were. And I, I am shocked at how much people take this lie as truth. And uh, I remember talking to someone, this is a couple years ago, and I was asking, I knew they were involved in this certain church. And I was like, well, why'd you leave? And they said, well, when we, le- we left when the pastor left, because that's just how it is. Yeah. That's stupid. Yep. Not only is it stupid, it's stupid that's you, that you think that's how it is. Right. <laughs> and that's how it should be, because it means you're, you followed a leader who was only focused on them and they didn't build it to succeed later on. And then fourth reason why you might want your era to be the golden era of leadership. It was never about the mission to begin with. It was just always about expanding your platform. I want you to know, hey, there's a chance. I I don't believe this is good leadership. I don't believe this is healthy leadership. I believe it's capable but ego-filled leadership. But I want you to know, first off, we've got to wrestle this to the ground. Do you actually want your era to be the golden age of leadership for your organization, or do you want it to be better after you're gone? It's good. Um, man, I, I mean, I want to get to the things that you can do to, 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 so this doesn't become your mindset. But before we do that, like, I would say... So here's a question. Um, Well, I'll give you some context and then, because now I can't see this. A previous life, all these things I did. Yeah. I'm the only one that can do this. Yep. If I'm not doing it, no one can do it. This is good. As a matter of fact, if I I leave, I can't wait to watch from outside because it's going to be a fun, I'm going to, it's like, Tio, give me the popcorn. Yep. Right? Like, I'm going to watch this burn. I'm going to watch it crumble. That was a mindset of mine years ago um, in corporate world uh, until obviously when, 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 when I decided to follow Jesus. Jesus changes, and we say he changes everything. He changes everything. And for me, like I can't imagine leaving, when we left Be Hope, I can't imagine any of these things. Like, yeah. I can't imagine me going, man, I hope, I hope, hope that whatever it was was the best it was ever going to get. Like, I can't imagine that mindset. So how does people get there now? I know how I got there before. I didn't follow Jesus. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying everybody who thinks like this doesn't follow Jesus, or am I? I- <laughs> 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 My question is, is, how do you get to that mindset where you leave an organization, especially in church concept? I can see how you do it in the, in the world because that's the world is built on how yeah. to I get, get yours, yeah. you know, mine is mine and yours is not mine. And, but I'll take it if I want it. Yeah. That's the world, right? I mean, let's just it face may it. sound like he's throwing out phrases, but they're actually really accurate phrases. Right. Like, I mean, I want right. you to know oh, that. Yeah. yeah. Like, but like in a church concept context, how do, how do, how do we allow that mindset to be a mindset that would not, obviously it's not acceptable, but, but it happens. I think, um, so how do we switch someone from it's about me to it's about this greater thing that I'm making a contribution to? Right. Okay. Is I don't know the answer to that. Okay. 
my great concern is people who think they're about the bigger mission or vision and they're really just about themselves. Yeah. Like, so like outside of a, the first case, outside of a radical transformation experience or finally seeing something that is worth giving your life to, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. But I do see tons of people who claim to be about the bigger thing. But in reality, they're only about themselves. Yeah. And they take the next person's failure as their success. Yeah. And, and I guess the question is, is how do we help them? That's part of, uh, it says, do you want to be in the golden age? No, I don't. Yeah. What do, is that the next episode? Am I moving too far? No, I don't. Because uh, we, we might be having another episode where we're covering this. <laughs> uh, come back for her. It's not going to be 189. It's going to be. Well, let's, let's talk about it because <laughs> yeah. the reality is. Cause I don't want people to, cause here's the thing, man. If, if, first of all, back to context of church, if God has put a unique call on every person's life, we believe this Yep. and we know it's true because we see it play out all the time. Yep. How do you want to disrupt that call by thinking what you're doing is only what God is, can do? And, and it's limited. We serve a limited God. I think that's really, for me, what you're trying to say. Like at the end of the day, it's like what he did there is all he can do and he's done. So you got to go somewhere else so he can do something else. He, it, both, both are true or both. He can do anything he wants there and he can do anything somewhere else. I think the thing that I just like center myself in on this is, and I know a lot of this, like we say it ad nauseum repeated too much, like, that's where the importance of a vision comes in. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't believe that I am caretaker of the preference of the church. I believe I, uh, this is going to sound like really lofty language, but it is how I view it. I am steward and servant of the vision. Yeah. My job is to do whatever I can to ensure this thing that we believe God gave us happens yeah. actually takes place. Yeah. And so like, even in be hope, I go, I'm not going to do anything that would detract from that because I believe that that is more important than me. Yeah. And if you don't have a thing that you believe is more important than you, you're always going to work for people to think more of you than you are for actual impact. That's so good. That's so good. So in essence, this vision that you steward. Yeah. You you don't necessarily talk about people's inflated. Yeah. You model it by through the vision. You model, hey, this is this vision is more important than my actual uh, position. Absolutely. That's really good. And I would say, like, honestly, in my leaving of uh, Crosspoint, there's a whole lot of other factors here. Yeah. Uh, some personal, some family, some direction from God, some releasing. Yeah. But one of the things that was like at play in this was the thought and I believe the truth of to say uh, people are not fully grasping taking hold of this as long as I'm present yeah because they'll always assume that I'll pick it up and I'll do something else and I owned it more than anyone else in yeah. order for the people to fully own it I actually need to walk away that's so for good. that to happen it's so good and I and I think for me for this episode as we as we wrap this up um, this golden age, I, I, I hope I don't become yes. A, a, yes. A old man VJ 
that says when I was young, yep. that was the best years. I don't, because I, then if we, and we talked about the hilarity of this at the beginning, if I start, if I do that, and I'm going to make this maybe more personal than it is applicable for anybody else, I have, I believe God has done his best work. Yeah. No, that's at a the, statement. At the end of yeah. it. It's like, God if did I his best work If I make it more there, about me, right. I assume that greater things are not yet to come. Right. All the greater things were in the past. Right. So it's an issue of faith, not just ego. That's how it is for me. That's, that's so good. good. Anything else you want to say about yeah, this? Yeah, I one? just want to, I, I don't have any like lingering questions, homework questions on there, but I just want to give mm-hmm. this lingering thought, okay? Children who can't enter adulthood aren't rewarding. <laughs> it's the failure of the parent. That's good. And neither is an organization that struggles after you leave. And so to say, it's not a badge of honor. It, it's a mark of poor leadership. And so I, my desire for everyone is that you would lead, not just at the tail end as you're leaving in the transition going, how do I set it up? better for success, but that you would lead it the whole way through to still be better after you're gone. And that's what we're going to jump into through the rest of this series. Yeah. Keep watching uh, and listening for the rest of the series. Today's 188. Do you want to be the golden age? Thank you for joining us today. If you're new to the podcast, haven't yet subscribed, it'd mean the world to us if you did that now. Also post about it, rate and review or both. You won't believe how that helps get this in the hands of so many more leaders just like you. We love hearing your stories of how the podcast is working in your life and business. If you have a story, visit leadinghope.online or DM us on Instagram. Send it to us. We'd love to hear from you. And remember, everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count.